Nice. All right, people, welcome back. Hope you're going well. To anyone listening who hasn't bought their first place, this is for you. It's basically going to be as informative and detail-driven as we can on how first-home buyers can sort of put themselves in the best position to getting approved by a bank and all the, the, the tips and tricks for getting finance approved and having your home loan application be the most promising it can be. Because at the end of the day, you need to pr- prepare yourself and you know your partner or whoever else you're applying for finance with as the best applicant possible to convince a bank that you're worth lending money to, to buy a house. And that's what we're going to talk about today, David. So take yeah. it away and I'll jump in when I, I can. Yeah, cool. So look, there's quite a few things to get through because we sort of had to think about, you know, we've got a lot of first home buyers coming through at the moment because, you know, rents are skyrocketing and people sort of thinking, well, um, it's now or never. And, you know, interest rates are on hold, so people sort of starting to get used to that. So we came up with like probably our t- top 10 tips. So if we'll get through as many as we can, Damo, but maybe if, we, if we're 20 minutes in and we're only halfway through, maybe we could do a part two. Yep. So we'll just see how it goes. The first thing, and this is so important, it's you know, absolutely critical. If you if you remember nothing from the next 20 minutes or so, finance first. You have to get your finance in place before you go start looking at places. Feel free to go look at places just to just get a feel for the market and just have a look at what's around and what sort of budget you need. But you don't want to be making offers and you don't want to be getting too excited. While you don't have fine, while you're not pre-approved at the moment, not every bank will do pre-approvals because the figure was about around about twenty percent of pre-approvals ended up in a loan. So, if you're in business and eighty percent of your customers never went ahead and you spent money on them, yeah, you probably think, "Am I going to yeah? Do do I have to change the way I do business?" And a lot of banks do that. Not every bank will do pre-approvals. So if you're not pre-approved for finance, and we we liken it to two halves of a contest, the first half of the contest when you're with the objective of buying a property, whether it's a property to live in or as a rental, because, you know, some people choose their first home to be a rental because, you know, they might, they, they like where they live, but they can't afford to live there and it's cheaper to rent than to buy. The first half of that contest is getting the finance. The second half of the contest is getting the property. Now, if you get the property before the finance, you've got the cart before the horse and you're just creating monumental stress for yourself, your broker, your relationship, and you're not putting yourself in the best position. So with finance, you you, you wouldn't go to the pub and order four meals and then just tell them, oh, there's a line-up behind you. Oh, look, I can just hold on while I go borrow some money off people. You wouldn't go into a car dealer and just say, look, yeah, I'd like that car. Can I take it away and pay you later? Like it just doesn't work like that. So get your finance in place first. By getting your finance in place first, your bank or broker can make sure that you're ready to go, that you that everything is is ready. You've got the best rate possible, you've got the best loan possible that meets your needs. There's three or four hundred different lenders around the country, all the different products. And yeah, that, that's the first thing, Damo, finance first. Get your finance in place, get pre-approved. It puts you in a stronger position. One of the real estate guys we know from, from here, he basically says, look, 
when 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 he's fielding offers from people, if they're not finance approved, he just tells them to go get finance approved. So, and we've had clients not finance approved miss out on properties, even though they were the highest offer. So, yeah, first first thing, and finance first. Real quick, so yep. with that last example that people have, have offered on a property not finance approved, but they've got the highest offer. They might have outbidded the next person, but because that person with a lower bid has the money ready to go from a bank and will be able to move quicker on the purchase, they're going to win out. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. they've, they've already passed that hurdle. So, you know, if, if, you're, if you're not finance approved, you've got to then get an application together with your bank or broker, you've got to get that into the bank. It's got to be assessed. Some banks have a five or six business day queue. So if you're putting in, if you made an offer on the Monday, uh, sorry, on the, over the weekend and you get your finance in on the Monday, it may not be looked at till the following week. Now, if if the agent has another client who's offered, say, 10 grand less, but they can settle within three or four days, sorry, exchange within three or four days because they have finance approved, they are going to submit, they're going to recommend that offer to the to the vendor. Yeah, they might say, look, we've got another offer from clients who are not finance approved and it is higher, but the risk is that they can't get finance because, yeah, because the, the two parts of the finance process is the first part, pre-approval, is the bank saying they're happy to lend you money. The second part of the process is when you find a property and the bank does a valuation and the bank says, okay, we're happy with you, but we're also happy with the security you're offering. And that sort of leads us into the next point, Damo. There's lots of lenders around. Your bank may not be the best one for you. So you may have been a, a bank customer for a long time. You could have been Bank of Melbourne, my state in Tassie, Suncorp in Brisbane. You might be with a big four bank. You might be with Newcastle Perm, Bendigo Bank, Adelaide Bank, uh, Bank West in Perth. You could have been a customer of them for a long time. They no doubt will want to keep you as a home loan customer, but their loan, the loan they offer, may not be the best one that's for you depend upon your circumstances. So brokers, and this is a bit of a plug for brokers, brokers have lots of options, lots of lenders to access and lenders like different things. Some like, some are happy to lend 95% and you put in 5%. Some banks love doctors, some love accountants, some like midwives. Some accept 100% of bonus income if you if you get bonuses, 100% of commission if you get commissions, 100% of overtime if you get overtime. Um, some like casuals, um, you know, or favourably service casual income. Some will want two years of business employment if you're self-employed. Others are happy with a year. So there's just there's lots of different lenders. If you go to a bank. It's like going to a shop that sells three products, a variable offset loan, a variable basic loan, and a fixed loan over a few different periods, one to five years. Whereas if you go to a broker, they've got lots of lenders. It's like going to smorgasbord. You've got lots and lots of options. Lenders look at the thing called the five C's. And just think of this. Think if you're going to lend money to someone, just think of some of the things you might keep, in, keep in, in, in the top of your mind. One is the character of the person. 
or the character of the borrower, and that's normally shown through the credit report, and we're going to run through that next. The next is capacity. So do you have the income? A lot of people earn a lot of income, but what banks look at is a thing called UMI, or uncommitted monthly income. So you can be earning lots and lots of money, but you also have lots and lots of loans, expensive habits, um, lots of toys, love going on holidays, big help debt, big credit cards, lots of other loans, um, so that even though you've got a lot of money, you spend a lot of money. So it's about your capacity. The next is that the capital you have, do you have equity, do you have deposit? Or if you're a first home buyer, be it somewhere to live or somewhere to rent, do you have, say, a parent that might be able to help with a security guarantee? The next one is conditions, and that's around the interest rates and what's happening in the economy. You know, banks change their appetite for different types of buyers at different times. They might say, look, we're not really that keen on people that have got credit defaults, or we're not really that keen on people who've been in business less than a year, or people who've just changed jobs and had a total career change. And the last C, Damo's collateral, what security are you putting up? So is, is the property you're buying in a flood zone? Is it in a postcode restricted area? At various times, banks might go, look, we don't want to lend in. This is just an example. It hasn't happened yet. We don't want to lend in cans at the moment because there's too many cyclones and floods. We don't want to lend in rural somewhere because there's too many bushfires. It's about the security you're putting up. So they're the things that banks keep in mind. And on to the third point, Damo, around we were going to talk about is credit report. Yeah. Get a copy of your free Equifax credit report from uh, mycreditfile.com.au. Check it out. It's free. It tells you what info is held about you by different agencies, about your history with credit, loans you've had, loans you've applied for. You know, if you're up at late at night after having a few shandies, and something comes on about some credit product and you decide, oh, look, I'll, I'll, I'll just see how I go, <clears throat> they will likely put a, a, a mark on your credit file so it will come up and it could impact your credit report and credit score. Now, if you've never had credit before, so some people have just had a phone plan, some people have never had credit because they've never had a credit card, they've just got a bank account, so yeah. you may not have a credit report. You can still use something like Credit Savvy, to, to get a rough idea of your credit score and your limited credit, get your credit report, have a look at it, make sure it's okay. We've had clients who've found out that two that spring to mind over the last couple of years, one had had credit applied for in her name that she never knew about. Another one, he'd been remarried for 10 years, but still had a credit card with his ex-wife. Now, luckily, they still were amicable and got on well, he was able to get her to close that. But if she'd run up a 20 grand debt, he's liable for that because it's his credit card as well as it is her. So get your credit, get get your credit report, have a look at it, make sure everything's everything's looking good. Um way you've explained it to me, Dad, that I find is a, a good way to explain it to other people is just say you've got a housemate that needs to borrow some money from you. Um before you, un unless you're just a super faithful person that just gives money out without really worrying about ever getting it back, you might consider 
a bunch of different things before you decide to give money to your housemate or not to get him out of a pinch. You might look at how he spends his money that he has right now. Like, do you see him spending a lot on Uber Eats or wasting money going out on the piss? Like, how does he spend your how does he spend his money now without you know before you've lent money because that'll inflict that'll impact your confidence in whether you'll see your money back or not and it's the same with a bank a bank is going to look at as much information and evidence that uh, exists before they consider whether they're going to send you and lend you money to buy a house or not because it's not just a couple of hundred bucks here or there to a housemate it's yeah, hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars, depending on who you are. So they need to be yeah. confident that your credit report doesn't show that you've had issues paying back loans before um, yeah. or, and things like that. So obviously yeah. your capacity to make home loan repayments is directly affected by how much money you earn and you've got to be able to prove that to a bank. They hmm. want to see evidence that you're you're earning what you say you're earning to be able to make your loan repayment. So you, you're going to need evidence to show a bank what you earn. So do you want to just go yes. through that sort of stuff to proving your income? Yeah. Now, that, that's the thing. I mean, we often say to people, look, if you were a bank, would you lend you money? Now, some people have said to me in the years we've been doing this, oh, look, I did have uh, overdue, but it was only a couple of hundred bucks. And I say, okay, cool, um, only a couple of hundred bucks. If you can't pay something that's only a couple of hundred bucks, how do you think a bank's going to look at lending you 400 grand? Like they don't know you from Jack. So just, 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 you just need to be smart about it. And, and we often say, look, if, if, if your mate, if your mate, it's Monday, right? If your mate rang you up and said, hey, I'm doing a marathon on the weekend, do you want to do it? Most people would say no. Yeah, you know, unless you're reasonably fit or you say, look, I'll, I'll do it with you as long as we can walk most of it. Or, you know, at the end of it, we'll stop at the pub and you can pay. Treat getting, trying to get finance as if you're preparing for a marathon and you've got to do some training. So get get all your stuff together. So here's some of the things you're going to need. You need pay slips. So you need two consecutive pay slips. If, if there's been things on your pay slip that are a bit odd or a bit weird, yeah, you might want to put it off for a while uh, or you can just say to the bank or broker, look, uh, this is not normal. My normal thing is this. You know, you might have had, you might have started a job in the last year and had leave without pay because you'd already booked a holiday and you don't have annual leave or you might have got sick before you got sick leave or, you know, your partner, parent, you know, something might have happened. So, you know, you need, but you need two consecutive pay slips. Most bank, well, if you're applying for a spot on the government 5% scheme, you have to have your 2022-2023 income tax return lodged and a notice of assessment. So if you're looking at any of the government schemes, you have to have lodged your tax return. And it was due last you know, October 2023, so hopefully most people have. And most people get a refund. Um, so, you know, it's, it's smart to, to lodge your tax return. So you need that, and and it's also good to have payment a payment summary from your employer. So what we do is we look at um, we get your bank accounts and we look at your pay slips and we go, okay, on your pay slip it says that your pay goes into X bank account, and this is the bank account number. We'll just have a look at that bank account and go, yep, yeah, we can see the pay going in. 
So that's fine. You know, if if we can't see pay going into a bank account, we're going to go, yeah, where does your pay go? Because, you know, we, we, we're sort of saying to the bank that, you know, we've looked at where the pay goes. Um, so you need evidence of your income, and that includes things like bonuses, overtime, commissions, motor vehicle allowances, that sort of stuff. The the next thing, and I'm going to maybe wrap it up on this one because we can cover the other five things next time. Yeah. The bank also wants to look at other other debts you've got. So do you have other debts? So with a lot of first home buyers, help debt is something. Help debt gets indexed on the first of June every year. And last year I think it got indexed 7% or something. Now it's a bit odd that how the help system works because you you get money deducted from your pay each fortnight or week or month, but then it's not allocated your help debt to your lodger tax return, but you get indexed in June. So it's all a bit odd. So, yeah, the bank will look at help debt, credit card limits. So if you have a credit card limit of 10 grand with nothing on it, so you pay your credit card out every month, you are treated the same as someone who has a credit card with 10 grand limit with 10 grand on it. That's just the way it is because banks look at your ability to run up debt rather than the, when, it, when they're looking at credit cards. Similarly, with buy now, pay later. When we talk to first home buyers, one of the first questions we ask them is, have you lodged a tax return? One of the second, about the second question is, do you have afterpay, zip pay, hum, or any of those buy now, pay laters? And if you do, we recommend that you pay them out and close them because they send a message to banks that you um, are not willing to forego consumption by saving for things. Now, it is a bit odd because you know, banks have credit cards and they're effectively the same thing. But an another thing is that with buy now, pay later, especially after pay, it's almost impossible to get from them details of how much you owe. Because mm. what they do is they just go, hey, hey Damo, your your next two repayments are 80 bucks or your next two payments are 140. They don't tell you that you know you owe 500 or 600. So yeah, just get rid of them. With loans, do you have any other loans, um, car loans, personal loans? If you're looking, if you're thinking to yourself, not sure what I'll do this year, whether I'll update my car or buy a house, buy the house, then do the car. Car loans are wealth killers, especially if you're spending 50, 60 grand on a car. Some people say, oh, I've got this car, but it's salary sacrificed. Salary sacrifice impacts your borrowing capacity by a lot. So Richard Kiyosaki from um, Rich Dad Poor Dad used to say, buy the best car your ego can afford. If you can put up with the five or 10 grand car, as long as you can, get the house first, then update your car. A lot yeah. of people do update their car within six to 12 months of buying a house. So it's, it's quite common. But as we talked about uncommitted monthly income, the banks look at your income, less your other debts because you've got to pay those out of your income. And then, Damo, maybe next time we can we can start off with living expenses mm. as um, you know, something else the bank looks at because, you know, that's how you spend your money. Yeah. It's not about what you earn. It's what you keep. No, and, that, and that's right. You know, I, I we've got some clients um, who are my age. Um, you know, most people can't believe I'm going to be 60 this year. They said, Damo, the day of a 28. But... Um, 
there I've we've got lots of clients who earn a monumental amount of money but spend a lot as well and yeah that's up to them it's their lot it's their life um but as as you said their demo it's 100% true it's not really it's not really about how much you earn it's how much you've got left so um yeah and there's plenty of things you can do which you know if, if people listen to old episodes of the podcast there's plenty of tips and tricks on how to save money on things and and that sort of thing Easy. including find including finding thongs at the tip yeah, exactly. Well, if people want to learn more, there's plenty of ways to do it, but just go to moneysaverhomeloans.com.au to get in touch with us if buying a house uh, and getting finance for it is something you want to do. But um, we'll be back in a couple of maybe a week from now with the second part of this, um, this little two-part series on like best tips for getting finance approved and having your finance in 100% good order when you want to apply for a home loan. So have a good week. Uh, we'll talk to you next time and that's it. Bye-bye.